Welcome to Forever Exiled, a Path of Exile podcast. This is episode nine. I am one of your hosts, Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. Yeah, so nine. We've we're at nine now. We're one away from our big car giveaway in episode ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your your pocket, not please, mine. Right? Please hold us to that. Episode ten. <laughs> it's a car. That's right. Uh anyway, yeah. how are you? <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited for this car giveaway. Yeah, just imagine the excitement <laughs> to winning a car. Oh my gosh! Wow. Anyway, <laughs> for a podcast, make sure I mean, you listen hey. in episode ten. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Um, yeah, no, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. This is episode nine. I'm excited. I lo- I'm really enjoying this. It's been fun. Uh, what really quickly just wanted to just shout out everybody and say thanks for listening. We. I think tonight we'll crack 2000, 2000 listens, which is insane. That's really podcast. cool for yeah. nine episodes. Really cool. And we've given gotten a lot of feedback as well. And thank you very much for all your feedback. It's been a lot of nice encouragement, but please feel free to let us know what you'd like out of the podcast too. But we appreciate you being honest with us and thank you. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So let's, let's hop right into it. This is Path of Exile, Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. So we should talk Path of Exile. So mm-hmm. you start. Let's hear about your build. Let's see where okay. are you at right now. Well, Quitter. speaking of Dark Souls, <laughs> I was <laughs> uh, last week. I, I started off kind of bummed out because my buddy and I were playing Dark Souls the night before, and we couldn't beat the boss, right, the Fume Knight at the bottom of the DLC. And uh, well, we did it first try. Next next time we got together. So th- so things have been looking up um, in terms of Path of Exile, though. Uh, it's actually been a slow play week. I've been doing a lot of guide stuff. I'm revamping my guides to include general leveling sections and also kind of like a a dream mod section for the uh, gear area. So I've been kind of revamping the layout of it, which takes a lot of effort. And uh, so I've been doing that in guide replies. I think I only put in maybe an hour and a half of gameplay this week. So, so are you just playing? You? Tell me. Well, I'm not done with you. Are you just playing your <laughs> your guide builds then? Because you're you've given up on PC. Yeah, uh, yeah I um, I unfortunately already. bailed on yeah already on my Scion build. Um, but yeah, when I am playing, I'm playing through my five remaining guides, and I'm playing on standard. And I I do my best to try and put in at least an hour. Uh, a day so that I'm progressing through the new Atlas and I'm getting a good feel recent feels for how these builds are as the Atlas gets more difficult. Um, just with guide writing, it's just been a busier week with guide writing than it has been for gameplay. So next week, my focus is going to try and get a couple hours a night, at least a couple hours per build throughout the week. So, and so given that we're still only like what a month a little bit over a month into this league are you are you going to try anything else on pc in the league probably not no probably not um just the demands for ensuring that i'm up to date with knowledge for guide replies i want to make sure that i'm normally i would start over and i'd start a second character i'd maybe try something that i'd maybe try and modify with my guide and see what the gameplay's like for leveling but just because it's really new end game content and i see on reddit and a whole bunch of other requests people like hey what's a good boss killer for cyrus and what's you know can you you know just asking the general community not me but hey what are good suggestions for this or what can you do with this i only have three exalts what can i do with this and i'd love to respond with my guides but i haven't gotten cyrus yet Mm. so normally i would have a second playthrough started but this time around just because it's brand new content i really want to get to it as fast as i can so out of the like what you have five is it five five guys that you're running five guys yes. right so do you have a favorite that you're playing right now i i like them really all equally i have a minion guide i have an energy shield and spell guide i have a melee guide well two melee guides and so i like them all like one's like pure blocking one's just crazy dodge happy one's chaos inoculation and it's close quarter combat which is really cool with no leech it's a lot of fun and it sounds completely contrary but the survivability is fantastic i absolutely love the laziness of minions and rf is just rf it's fantastic especially when you don't need specific weapons and gear it's just great so i don't know i they match they each match a mood but i guess 
no matter when you'd ask me in my gameplay career, we could say I've always been a minion fan. Right. So that's sort of like, that's the best guide. People should follow that one. It's the oldest one. It started in 3.0 or 3.1, but I think POE 2 will be the ultimate test for which is my favorite. I'll probably end up my first guide I reconstruct for POE 2 will likely be the minion one. So one thing that I actually just through the course of this week was reading, I don't remember how I saw it, some some other stuff that came up, but I actually heard that the zombie, the minion style build specters, they're actually apparently still quite strong, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. We've uh, in previous podcasts, we were making fun about how yeah, they got Tyler specific skills and minions were, were getting crushed, but none others. And uh, it does seem contrary to the um, elemental hit balance. Uh, it does seem that even though zombies were hit hard and specters that it was just a really good balance. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm impressed. Yeah. How's yours going? Tell, tell me about your build. That was a lot of me. That was a lot of me. You go. So mine might be a little bit interesting. I, I dumped SSS at level 89. I was one level off of where I wanted to get to an SSF. Still 89 for you is impressive. It was. Yeah, Not it, getting to 89, but getting to 89 in SSF. In SSF, yeah. It, so that was a spectral throw build. It was, it, you know what? I did have a lot of fun playing it, but uh, it was a like third or fourth Baron fight. One of the, he's the like lightning guardian boss guy, the new guy. The squares? Yeah, the squares. He just wrecked me. Like two two sets of spawning him blowing all the portals and just being able to do absolutely nothing to him and just being like boom dead i i don't know exactly what it was i was way over capped on lightning the problem with spectral throw for me is even with uh, slower projectiles it takes a bit to ramp up when you're leeching that that life back uh and i just I couldn't do it and I got so frustrated because I was really struggling with claws. I just wasn't getting good drops. I couldn't craft anything that was working for me. So I finally was like, ah, screw it. I'm 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 gonna leave. So I left uh Solo Cell Found, went into the standard trade league. Well, not standard, sorry, the the metamorph trade yep, league. Yep. Started playing, picked up some some new pieces of gear. Uh it was quite a bit better. I was able to do a lot more. And then I don't know what happened. I just kind of got not not bored because I'm 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 actually loving this league, but I was kind of bored of the spectral throw. I wasn't really feeling the the gameplay and the way that I was playing. So I actually sold all of his gear. I sold okay. all the drops that I because I actually came out of SSF with a lot of expensive uh, stuff that I had found, which was awesome. Just no claws. Yeah, no claws. And um, <laughs> who so needs claws? I started thinking about trying to do something else and. You know, one thing with Metamorph, and I guess it actually goes along with the new Atlas and the, the new Endgame, is, and I actually think I like this, because I've always struggled to find something that can map quickly and kill bosses. And it's really hard. Like That's a actually, nice combo of both. Right. It's always been relatively difficult to find a way that I want to play with a skill that I want to play with gear that I want to use that can do both of them. And what I'm finding outside of my zombie build that you always, always are tempted to do. Yeah, that's typically my go to when I really just want to <laughs> conquer the game. It, that's actually not really fair because it is a good build, but it's not my style of play. I, I it, it does you, work. You can well you can diss my builds as a friend. It's no, okay. I love them. You're a wonderful person. But uh, <laughs> they, um, I just the one thing that I really liked with Metamorph I was finding is that it is a really boss heavy league and i actually really like that i it, oh, it's one best. of the first yeah. leagues in quite a long time where i actually don't feel like i need to play something that is just crushing maps you know that's like flying through maps as fast as i possibly can because that is the end game i don't feel like that in this league i feel like there actually is a really big focus on these are tough boss fights and you kind of ha- you kind of need to build around them so i thought okay i'm i want to maybe sit back and and sort of rethink that so what i did was i i went back to i don't know if you remember this is going back a number of leagues but i played a juggernaut molten strike and i remember making it that league i I think i actually was doing a a lab it was for playing with like a lab like an uber lab farmer i think i don't actually remember but i remember it being really strong for for bossing and and um 
you know, going like the Nebulox and just really heavy ah, on. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. Your lab farming league. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I last night, it was last night. I started selling all my gear off and I thought, okay, I'm going to pull up a, a tree. I started playing around with the juggernaut and um, started, started leveling a new person. So the one thing that's really nice when you get into the trading league and you have currency is leveling is really fast and and it's actually really nice so i think i got to 48 or 49 in like two and a half hours last night just like awesome. flying through so i'm just at the end of act five i think now yeah so i'm gonna try that out it's more focused i i don't want to die to bosses i want to be mm-hmm. able to maybe i'll map a little bit slower which i'm okay with because i feel like that's kind of a direction they're going anyway and i want to yep. be focused on being able to to uh you know, to, to kill those bosses and play with them. So that's where I'm at. I'm sort of just re-leveling somebody new, but I actually had a thought yesterday and I was going to pose this to you. So that's dangerous. I know. Here's my question. I, I mean, you, you're not, you're not creating another character this league cause you're a quitter, but if <laughs> I was thinking that, cause what happens is you, you make a character in this game. And one thing I love about this game is the respects aren't, they're really non-existent unless they're very expensive. If you're paying for, you know, a, a ton of uh, of orbs, then maybe you can you can kind of respect. But to respect yeah. a level ninety plus character, you, yeah, it's expensive. And I love Mid that league, about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, you definitely have to earn it. So, but then I and that's sort of always been the case with this game. I've always loved it. You could actually brick a a character and realize like, okay, this is just not going to work. I'm going to have to create a new guy and try something new the next time. Yeah. I wish, and I don't know how it would ever work, but I want it so that if I kill Act 10 Katava, so I beat the game, yeah, that any next character I create gets like a 10% movement buff or a 10% XP buff until I enter a map or I kill Act 10 Katava. So that oh, yeah, okay. the next character that I make helps me get to maps faster because... I don't think there's very many people that like the leveling process. I hate it. It's really tedious. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm just mindlessly going through it because now I just want to get to the end. And then I thought, now what if I get there with the second character and I go, ah, I'm not really feeling this. I'm going to make a third one. Now I get another bonus. So uh, my third character is at 20% like movement okay. speed. Or, I don't think you actually need the bonus to XP, uh, but the movement speed or something to just make it faster would be so mm. much nicer because you're already spending currency buying all you know all the standard leveling uniques but mm-hmm. i just i find the leveling process gets just tedious i think that's a fantastic idea what if you added like a partial tabula to it so you've done one playthrough so you get this like fake tabula that's two white sockets linked right and then if you once you've done your third tabula or once you've done your third playthrough you get a, a you know that's added to you get a third socket that's linked the thing is i find like once you've done a character into endgame to buy a, an eight or nine chaos chest to, to run you through though becomes like really cheap but it's actually funny you say that because that leads me into another thought this is the, the stuff that goes through my head when i'm mindlessly leveling <laughs> and just and yeah. and just wanting and to you're hating maps. leveling yeah well 100 yeah, yeah. percent. but i started thinking I don't know why I actually started thinking about the races. I think it was because in my head I was like, man, with all these uniques, I'm awesome. Like I'm flying through this stuff, <laughs> you know? And I remember seeing like them do the race at Exile Con and being like, what the frick are these guys doing? Mm-hmm. I was completely lost. And, yeah. but I started thinking, wouldn't it be fun to watch a race where the contestants get to pick like two uniques? Like you get a choice of any two uniques in the game that you're going to start the game with. Now you have mm. to be able to use them or whatever, but there will not be any more uniques that will drop after that. Like that's just it. That's cool. And that's just a good seeing, idea. I, I don't know. I thought it'd be fun to give, like, I'd be curious to see what people would pick as like their, as like their go-to uniques. Yeah. Cause it wouldn't be the same things I'm sure that I would pick. They're probably not taking a gold rim to just stack those resists. Anyway, this is, this is what happens to my head when I'm, leveling <laughs> this is the danger when you're not solo cell found on a first playthrough That's you start right. thinking yep. it's dangerous it is dangerous so they are good thoughts i also like that you didn't ask me a question yeah i i posed questions and i answered for you 
Thank now, you. Do you have any opinion? Well, because you told me they were. No, cool. I liked the opinion you gave me. Yeah, I'm fine with it. So we. Agree. I don't remember which one it was, but you're you're. We're definitely you on it. the same page. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, just like uh, Jim Carrey, tractor beams suck me right in. Yeah. So anyway, that's me talking. Okay, so let's hop <laughs> into some new stuff with Poe. Uh, I think I don't remember. I know there was talk of 3.9.2 coming last episode, but it actually came out during the time in between. So 3.9.2 came out a day later. Uh, I think B came out. So let's 3.9.2. I'm just going to quickly bring up a couple of the things that I saw in there that stood out. I don't know if there was anything that you cared about, but let's, let's do 3.9.2 first. So in 3.9.2, there was no, I mean, there were a lot of good changes, uh, especially, well, you, you do it, you do it, you do it. Well, they brought in the, we talked about this last episode too, the metamorph organs, the selling three for one. I, I actually tested it once it came out. I love that they did it sort of the way I was hoping that they would, where it's very much like when you trade in five uniques from the prophecy, it's just a, a gift wrapped one. So you have no idea what it is. I think that's perfect. I love that because it's still random. There's no way to you know manipulate it to get what you want. So I, lo- I love that part. I saw a lot of awakener fight changes. Uh, I assume people love that. Not there. I haven't fought them, so I, I read it, it through makes them. It seem like it's a lot less RNG. The Awakener fight. It seems like it's now like still difficult, but it's a much more. I guess it's the environment isn't going to be so random that you have no chance if RNG isn't on your side. So I think it's a I, from what it seems like. It seems like the changes are really legit and good. Yeah, I just reading it, it sounded really cool. Again, from not being able to experience the fight, what it what it actually said to me when I read it is it, it answered a lot of the things I've seen people complain about on the forums and on Reddit about that fight and the difficulty. I know there's some changes coming with the stairs. It was actually pretty funny to watch some video clips on Reddit of people getting stuck in the stairs because there's a there's a, a phase within the Cirrus fight where you have to run through this maze to get out. But if it happens to be on the stairs of the fight, you can actually get trapped and then you're just dead. So uh, I guess that's something that's coming. So anyway, there was that. Uh, there was, they, they said that there was, they fixed the bug where updating an item item filter on the website would deselect it in game. I don't know if this has anything to do with me, but I've noticed a lot with my filter that I'll load the game up and my filters just turned off. It's on default. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not sure what, and, and and in fact, when I, and then this could just be the SSF thing. When I left SSF, my filters that I followed were gone. There were actually none there. Hmm. I had to go back onto my account, unfollow them, and then refollow them, and then they showed up. So that's kind of weird. I'm not sure if that's meant to be like that. Did you do that pre or post 3.92? Post. Post 3.9. Because I, I just, I moved, well, oh no, you know what? I actually don't know for sure. I don't know that part for sure if because I did play my um, spectral throw into into this week a little bit. So I'm not sure. And then there was one at the very bottom and it was restraightened the curved paths on the world map. And I just went, huh? Why? Yeah. Why? Who why? cares? Who cares if people this, don't like it? But is it's that why? Map. Is that because people didn't so. like who cares? I, 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 there's no reason. Is, I'm so curious because I the one thing that pissed me off the most about this one is give me some f- details. Why? Like, was it just because it's probably people, because they don't want to call the world whiny babies that but they're just trying to please? Was it really bothering people? Say that as a company. I don't remember seeing posts. I don't remember seeing people complaining. I, for some reason, I did see it, and I'm, I couldn't. It took me a long time to figure out that they were only talking about the the maps the act maps as you're going through the story right those are the only ones that are it's not even like mapping it's not anything else it's just the line from i don't know settlement a in act two is slightly curved or swiggled swiggled (laughs) to the next thing the lines have always been curved in the atlas they've always been curved in the atlas they were now curved in the map for when you were going through the acts and why straighten them back out yeah weird i mean i don't want to swear for no reason but who gives a shit (laughs) it doesn't make any sense it's that was a that was a very valid make them zigzag make them zigzag that's what i want them to do next like just make them like it has to have like four very sharp 90 degree turns before it can connect to the next point (laughs) it's so it's so dumb yeah it was it was it was silly but i mean at least it's not important no, it's not at all. It just made me laugh. I was like, uh, uh, and then no detail at all. Just like, 
Yep, they've been restraining. So anyway, that's 3.92. Uh, 3.92B came out, I think, two days later or a day later. And there were some changes to Tain's lab. Uh, I know people said that there were problems if you ran him too many times. You'd get too many uh, like items on the floor, monsters on the floor. Uh, so now they made it so you could control click his lab to start a new instance of it, which is kind of weird that they didn't have that in the beginning, but that's fine. I thought that was cool. And other than that, 3.9.2 was like, meh. Okay, 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 okay. So <laughs> Leo gets here. Okay, 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 okay. 3.92B was announced before the patch came out, and it didn't have the map stash conversion for standard players. And I was really surprised because the last time this happened and standard players had to wait a month and a half for conversion to happen. It was, you know, shortly after the break. It was around this time frame after that Christmas break. And so I was really surprised. And on that post, there was a lot of people that were complaining. And I was surprised that there's more than three people that play standard that cared. And so it made me feel pretty good, except for the fact that it wasn't included. And it was awesome because the announcement page didn't have map stash tab conversion. But the actual patch notes right at the top, the first line is they re-enabled map stash tab conversion for 3.9. So it's a big deal. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for like four people that play the game, it's a big deal. But there was at least six that commented on the thread, which means there's at least 12 that care. I don't think that's true. I think it was like three people doing it four times. In with different logins? Come on. Yeah. Probably just to really drive that point. <laughs> anyway, well, that's cool. So I'm you have excited. your conversion. It's not on PC yet, just on console. Or no, wait, so the other way around. Yeah, yeah, it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's on PC now. Three point nine point two B has map stab map stash tab conversion, but I only play standard on console and it hasn't been released yet. Apparently, there's been some bugs. I don't know how legit these complaints are, but that some people's maps are getting destroyed or they're disappearing. Um, I don't know how legit that is or not. Um, maybe like old shaped maps didn't have a way of properly converting. I don't know. Um, but the one really nice thing about playing on console is if a patch has issues, they don't release it on Xbox or PlayStation until the patch is solid on PC. And then so sometimes it'll be like, let's say 3.9.2 had some pretty big crashes and it, it was destroying maps for some reason. They might not release 3.9.2 until 3.9.2D, for example. And then we'll get that, but it'll be completely stable. So I'm fine waiting, especially now that I know my favorite feature is coming back. So can you at least now at this point tell the staff and all of the hard workers at GGG that you hope they had a good Christmas? (laughs) I hope you all had a fantastic Christmas. And thank you for bringing it back <laughs> no i just hope they had a great christmas it was it was it was it was uh it's, it was a long wait but I'm, I'm glad it's back so uh they also have now they've been coming out with some of the uh recap videos or not recap i guess it's just the 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 recorded Full video interview. right from the interviews from XLCon. so we thought it'd be kind of fun to go over them briefly We'll just do one each episode. We're going to be a little bit behind, and that's okay. So the one that we, that we I think it was the first one that came out, was the Building of the World, uh, sorry, Building the World of Path of Exile 2 with Eric Olofsson. Yeah. I loved it. I actually, we talked a little bit about the these interviews and the different things that happened. The ones that happened on the main stage while we, while we were there, they were my favorite. I, abs- I mean, I think I told you while I was there, I was messaging you because I was just sitting in the auditorium for like the yeah. whole day while my kid was, you know, Ethan was running around getting signatures and I, I didn't know who a lot of them were. So I just chilled out in the chilled out in the, the auditorium and, and watched all of them. I saw every single one of the ones that was in the main auditorium. So I didn't did even to leave see. to go to the bathroom. No, I uh, had a Dasani water bottle, <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, so um, but I do remember um, Eric's uh, chat. So I, I got to see this one live. I watched it again just to you know recap on it. And yeah, so what did you think of it? I I really like Eric's interviews. Um, he it's just it's not piped up for presentation. He's just talking like he's talking to someone else. And there's a lot of honesty in how he answers questions. And I really really like how he goes about talking about the game. I, I find that even though I get really excited for like direct questions and 
you know, when like Jonathan's being interviewed by Class or something. And I, I really get excited for those interviews. But I find that when it's the interviews like this one where they're talking about um, just building the world where I actually find out a lot more information that I'm that I'm curious about. Like, I really like hearing about some of the core design that people like players won't know. Like, I really thought it was neat that they had a rule that you had to be that from the point of signing in, creating an account with POE, you had to be in gameplay within five minutes. I think that's really cool. That's a very, that's not anything that anybody would know unless you heard them say it. And I think that's, you know, a very thoughtful kind of thing to consider and design around. I really liked that there was, there was a point where he said, this is part of the core features. There's only a couple that I wanted to bring up, but uh, he said, players with POE 2, players are going to struggle and they're going to have to be really persistent or clever to be successful. And I'm sure lots of balance changes will happen, but that's their overall goal. And I think that's really cool. We saw that with a lot of the gameplay demos that they had, that there's definitely a slower change of pace. I like that they had, you know how right now there's a, a nice mix of nine classes to choose from. They kind of reinforce that they're keeping a lot of core mentality from Path of Exile in general. Like there's always going to be a strength character, a dex character, and an intelligence character. So I thought that was uh, that was really, really cool to hear too. Just to make sure that you're, they're not dramatically changing the game. It's just a better version of Path of Exile. So there were some pretty cool points. There's other stuff in there too, but what did you think? I liked it. I, I, uh, it was, it's cool to listen to him talk. I, I actually really like similar to you. I like that. He's actually not a professional speaker clearly isn't overly comfortable being up there. And that to me seems a little more authentic and real listening to him talk about, you know, something he's obviously very passionate about and being uh, semi forced to speak about it in front of a, a large crowd of people. So it, that to me was kind of fun to watch. I, I liked uh, I liked a lot of the same stuff. I like well. First off, there's a new default portal. I think he was talking about, and you kind of see a bit of it in one of the frames. Okay, I want that now. I don't want to wait <laughs> till Path of Exile two. I'm so tired of the blue one. We've had it literally since the beginning of time. I think that's cool to have something like that. I hope they keep that too. Well, he said it is. I'm assuming it is. He said that the, he, well, the old one and the new one. No, nah, the old, old default one. and the yeah, new one. play Path of Exile one. So that actually comes up to something I'm going to ask you about in a second. But uh, yeah, it was cool. He talked about the Marauder. When he was talking about the Marauder, he was talking about the Karui stuff. When we were there, we got to go to this uh, war museum in, in Auckland. And it was it's incredible how much of the, the heritage and the, the history of New Zealand is in Path of Exile, the game. Like we, you literally could go into this museum and see Path of Exile structures and artwork like that is actually in the game it was really, really really cool and seeing like roas like these ginormous terrifying i didn't even know they were a thing these things were freaking <laughs> it was huge it wasn't an ostrich i'm telling you this thing is like disgustingly huge so i thought it was really cool seeing mm. a lot of the same stuff and he kind of mentioned that a little bit so that kind of took me back which was cool there yeah. was some talk about the item progression which is going to look uh, they kind of do that now you know like as you're leveling they do the items don't look great and as you level up higher the items kind of get a bit fancier but it sounds like they're taking that to a way bigger level which i like because then you're not always feeling like you have to do the mtx thing so that, that that's kind of cool what okay so he had a question i think it was the first question he was asked but i thought it was awesome and the question was are you worried about world design getting uh getting lost to the crazy skills and all the mtx that's going on which i thought was such a cool question to ask uh, yeah. designer like the person who's created so much effort into what you're doing and then it's just going to be covered over anyway yeah and he i thought his answer was great he kind of just said like no well you know we want it to be sort of secondary we want it to you to just enjoy it and there's always going to be flashy and crazy things happening but uh i think a lot of the stuff when i think about it is it's the stuff that you unknowingly appreciate about the game and yeah. I thought that was really cool. I thought the question was great because it is actually something that you don't really think about. The fact that these people are spending hours upon hours designing this world that just gets completely covered with heralds and just, you know, you don't even see it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I, of course I knew you were going to love dark souls. I love that. Oh, that's man. I don't know if anybody them. listening knows, but I'm a big dark souls fan. I do my best not to bring it up in the podcast. That's two in a row now. 
<laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. That, that, yeah, that, that Dark Souls, he's him. a big fan of the series itself, the storytelling, the world building. It was really neat to hear him say that it was basically for him. I'm, I'm, everybody else has their influence as well, but for him it was Dark Souls and Diablo 2 were the biggest influencers for him. Right, Diablo 2, I mean, has been a big influence for Path of Exile since the beginning. Yes, yeah. But it, I thought that was cool too. And he, I think he, what was cool was the way he talked about how Dark Souls has that influence, you know, on how the, on how world, how the world is set up within Dark Souls and, you know, all these yep. interconnected things. And I thought that was really cool. There yep. was one part that made me sad. Somebody asked him about uh, if they're going to bring in cutscenes, And so in Path of Exile 1, I'm quite confident there's one cutscene. And I think it's one of the easiest cutscenes to skip because if you accidentally click, the cutscene ends. <laughs> and it's right after... Is it after, the Kativa one? It's right after you kill uh, is it Innocence. Right after you kill Innocence for the first time, as long as you don't touch anything, or maybe it's right after you speak to Sin. Actually, Sin comes down, and, and I think you click on Sin once, and it, and it brings in a cutscene. I think that's the only cutscene I've ever seen, like in-game. And it's the one where Kativa's coming out of the statue in Oriath, right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a cool cutscene. It My is kids a cool cutscene. I'm a little sad that there's there's no plans to bring any into Path of Exile too. Hmm. I like them. I like cutscenes too, but that's okay. It's not something like I'm for me when I'm playing Path of Exile, I'd be skipping it. Like I'd see it once or twice, but then I'd be like, click, click, yeah, let's go. I want to kill. You wouldn't the first time though. That's I mean, almost any cutscene in any game, it's that immersiveness it's that storytelling you know you watch it the first time and, and it's really cool yeah but i also don't want to wait a minute for a minute to load on console well there's an easy fix to that we've talked about it and i feel like in every <laughs> damn podcast stop playing on console no way it's the best jose uh so <laughs> <laughs> did you have any other thoughts on uh, on his thing yeah, uh, there were a couple other things that I actually quite liked. Um, you were mentioning MTXs as well and covering things up. And I thought that there was it was pretty neat, despite the fact that MTXs are where they make their money and all the work that they put into all the art design that ends up getting covered up by that spent money in MTX. Uh, they There's a little bit of those rules that I was mentioning where they have internally something like skill effects, MTX, they have to have minimum durations on screen so that players are still aware of their dangers and where enemies are um, and, and, and other mean, things. And, sorry, do you mean minimum or maximum? They have a minimum, sorry, a maximum duration okay, yep. to minimize the amount of effects and the, how long they're on the screen so that players can still ensure that they're safe so they're not completely overwhelmed even if they've purchased it. Unless it's spectral RF. <laughs> <laughs> then you're screwed oh man the celestial rf celestial, oh my goodness sorry. i can't see a thing yeah it's just stars i'm just like i'll die what are those weird pussing things from malachi's area that they put those like exploding bleed circles on the ground yeah oh my goodness i die from those all the time with celestial rf on anyway sorry anyway, to they had some yeah never do it again they had uh he mentioned some and i noticed some ds influence in his interview which I thought was really cool. And then later on, he legitimately said it, but I thought they're intentionally going with vague storytelling for PoE 2, which I really like. That's my favorite kind of storytelling. So they're going with vague storytelling. The world and the environment will tell the story for you, including like the weapon design and clothing design of different characters and the history of where like a Marauder outfit, like an all strength outfit would come from as opposed to an all decks outfit, how they're structured will look very different and will say a story. But he said the world environment, the world and environment will tell a lot of the story. So even if you skip dialogue, you'll get what's going on, which is really cool. And he specifically said that Dark Souls and Diablo 2 were huge impacts to how they were designing the new like creepy and hopeless atmosphere that they had and it was kind of neat he went in to say that D they basically are really trying to recreate a continuation of Diablo 2's atmosphere so I thought that was kind of cool and on that level uh, it, it actually seemed to be quite a not an emotional sensitive point but 
something that was really legitimately discussed for a long time. You know how Diablo has always had this cow level in mm-hmm. Diablo 2 and then they had it in Diablo 3? Well, apparently they had a, a PoE had a huge discussion about having like that breaking wall dimension level in this game. And apparently they almost had like a cyberpunk, not cow level, but they almost had like a cyberpunk level that completely took you out of the environment. And it apparently was really close to making the game. I thought that was really cool. I th- yeah, he kind of called it the cyberpunk cow level. I My favorite part about that was how he said it came like, I can't remember the exact term he used, but it was like scarily close to happening. Like he clearly yeah. did not want it to happen. And I think one thing that GGG's always been really good at is not going too far with an idea because they know how hard it is to take it back. Sure. Like they've, they, they really don't like, I I remember uh, it wasn't, I think it was Chris, one of Chris's interviews I read where he actually really doesn't like how trade works on PC. It's too easy to get exactly what you want, but you can't take it back. Right. They went forward with it too quickly and now you can't take it back. And so something like that has taught them that they, you can't, make big changes and then oh well we don't like how it's working so we're just going to completely change it back so i i I thought that was kind of neat and the cyberpunk level was that was exactly why he said he's like once you add it it's really hard to take away because you're making a game for people you're not just making a game for you it so it's funny that you talk about the fact that he says he made trade too easy and we're not going into this discussion because it's not on our notes at all but there is a massive reddit post going on right now that is centered around the the trade system and how it there's a lot of people that want a change and want to see something something change with trade so it'll be interesting to see how they not that they do it i don't i don't think any game developer should ever do something just because people want it but i'm curious how you respond to it's a really really it's a well-written thread i read it i read the the person i don't i don't know who it was but i read the 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 actual post and it was well written and I can, uh, you know, I can definitely agree with a lot of it, but anyway, that's a totally different thing. But uh, yeah. So the only last thing I was going to say about this particular building the world of path of XL two was there was, I don't remember if it came up as a question, but it was one thing that stuck out to me and I started thinking about it. There was a question regarding MTX and you know, the, the current MTX that you get, but he actually said that MTX will be carried over to path of xl2 which i think is great that means if i bought an mtx it will also be brought over to mtx or to path of xl2 but he also said that it will be it will look much better it's going to be redesigned for path of xl2 so all of the mtx are going to be redesigned for path of xl2 does that mean that that redesign will also take effect on path of xl1 or will path of xl1 still maintain its original design and if it does then I started thinking, well, what what are they doing then when new MTX comes out? Are they designing two versions of it? One for Path of Exile 1 and one for Path of Exile 2? I don't think so. I think they said that they would be updating them to look like it. Like, for example, they're they're keeping Path of Exile 1 to look. And like, it's structured as, as is, but they're improving it graphically. So do those graphical changes not affect the ones in Path of Exile 1? Well, they'll, they're changing, like he mentioned, that they're going to be changing things like how the trees were, look and like, you know, when it's raining, things like the ground rocks armor will look wet. You know, they're going to be changing graphics. So he's he mentioned that he's kind of excited to see how current MTX look in Path of Exile 2 with, with the how all that works in the background. But uh, they, they did say that it's a ginormous, it's like a, a multi-year project for them to slowly update all the MTX and all of the unique base skins but that they are going to do it so i assume does that update take effect for both versions of the game is what i'm curious i would assume so it's the same engine it would i don't know i just when i heard that the way he said it made it sound as if there was going to be a different version of it or a different look to it on path of xl2 which that seemed insane to me Hmm. well i i think yeah, the way that I took it was it's a vent, it is going to look different on PoE 2, but PoE 1 and PoE 2 are going to be run on the same product, right? Like it's I think it'll look the same no matter which campaign you're doing. Hmm. That's how I took it. There was two more things I I, I didn't mean to take yeah, this no. long on on this one, but there were two more things. Uh 
camera angle and PoE one right now drives me nuts. And I'm really excited. I don't know how, how much better it's going to be, but he mentioned that the camera angle is going to be further away, which is nice because I want to be able to see more, but it's also going to be a narrower scope. So you're going to see less of the map by default, but the camera is farther away. So your character is going to be a little bit smaller. So you'll be able to see more of what's happening within your area. So I thought that was pretty neat. And there was one really small comment he made that really made me excited. I have no idea how legit it is. He was talking about the different things that they were going to be able to do with armor when it was in your inventory. And he was talking about, you know, maybe one day they'll be able to add, you know, like if you get like just a loose, small little knife and pick it up, it can like dangle around or bump around in your inventory. He's like, that's something that we've talked about. It's not going to be in POE 2, but it might be in POE 3. And I was like, (gasps) he was so delayed in the way he said it, though, that it sounded very much like a joke. It's happening. It is guaranteed 2030 2030 anyway thank you everyone for your patience we thought that video was really cool and it's always amazing even when you're just watching something about uh just how like the aesthetics and the building the world and the visual details it's amazing how much you get even like justin and i we don't make you know we're not on that design side in any of our backgrounds and it was really interesting for us so yeah it was cool I thought it was good. Uh, we'll link it in the show notes in case for some reason you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So we good had, idea. I don't remember how it came up. I think it was. Pita Pit. It was maybe through Pita Pit. One of the things that came up was this, you know, a complaint. I don't know. I guess it was a complaint about the way the Path of Exile is, how it's a, you know. The, okay. The general gist, because I'm not going to get into it because there was so much that was written in this thing. But we, t- we what, one of the things we talked about was right now when you pick up path of exile for free you only get four stash tabs just four basic stash tabs that's sort of what comes with the game and the complaint was that that's not enough in the free version of the game and that you're forcing players to uh make it's real not money actually a free-to-play game because you can't do much with four stash that, tabs okay well we should just that's the argument that's not our stance that's the no, argument no, no, so, that's, that's what the comment was and so we were chatting about this so I, we talked a little bit about it and I started thinking about it. And the more I thought about it, the more I just thought, if you think that you deserve more than four stash tabs for a free game, go find a different game. Like you, you can still play the game. I would never be able to play the game with four stash tabs. No way. But that's because I've had all the stash tabs. I've, I've been playing it for a really long time. And when I started thinking about it, okay, the stash tabs go on sale every three weeks. Yeah, in the sale once the sale goes on because we okay so if i was to think about all of the stash tabs that you can purchase for me the the currency stash tab and the map stash tab are like my probably couldn't play without stash tabs i i do have currency and map right i have all of the other ones as well but i feel like those two are the two that i just couldn't I i don't think i could play the game without and when they're on sale you're spending maybe four four to six dollars on the stat on the currency tab and and i think it's just a little bit more for the map tab i think it goes down to like eight bucks or something is that what it's on sale yeah yeah uh and i just thought like spend a couple bucks i it just irritated me that somebody who's playing you can play the entire game if you want to with just four stash tabs i remember playing the game without current all these fancy stash tabs of four you just played it differently. But yeah. the fact that somebody that people think that they're deserving of more than what they're given is insane to me for a free game. And then I think the thing that really put me over, sorry, I'll give you a chance to 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 sort of give your side on this in a minute. No, no, but team team Justin, you go. That's right. The the thing that really irritated me was their comparison in this argument was games like Diablo three. Well, unless I'm missing something, Diablo three is not a free game. You don't just go and download it and then you just get to play it. You paid for it up front. And Diablo 3 still has a limit to how many stash tabs you're getting as you play through yeah, it's it. Like it's like 300 not, things or something. Right. You're not, it's not unlimited. And so I just, I, it really, it, it totally soured my opinion of this because I just thought, uh, my, my thought instantly was, nah, you're just being a baby. If you're not happy mm-hmm. with four stash tabs, then spend a couple dollars it's a fraction of what you would have to pay for any game right now to get mm-hmm. yourself a currency stash tab 
you don't even need a map tab until you get to end game. So maybe you're not even going to be that into the game by the time you get to the end. And so then you've spent like $4. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just, it seemed like such a silly argument to me. Yeah. I, I can see where some people come from depending on their game experience from the past, you know, wherever they've come from, but free is free. And there's, I, I, I the thing that here, when I was playing Diablo three, I, I ended up like rage quitting because of how much money they were asking from me, right? I was playing Diablo. I remember when it first came out on console for the 360 and I was super excited because there weren't very many good co-op RPGs that I could play with my wife. And so it finally came out. We're having a great time. We're spending tons of stuff. And then all of a sudden more DLC comes out. Okay, well, we, we buy it, right? And then we spend... And we were wanting to play on multiple consoles in the same house. And at that point, Microsoft, right, there was a 360. So you couldn't share games like that. You had to buy two copies. And then you're getting the DLC. But then they came out with like the Reaper edition. And only that version was going to get updates, not the old version that you'd already spent tons on. So then you have to buy that version on the 360. But then they came out with the Reaper version on the Xbox One, and then they came out with the Necromancer pack after that, where and they would delay, or not delay, but they would refuse updates for any of the older versions, even though it was the same game. So to get further updates, you had to have the Necro version, the Necromancer update, and it infuriated me. And so when I found Path of Exile, four stash tabs was amazing. I didn't care about selling. I didn't care about any kind of money. It was just so overwhelming that I spent half of my time just trying to figure out a good way to organize my stash tabs. And I remember playing. We put we we probably both had a thousand hours into the game while you ten thousand hours before before the currency stash tab even existed. Mm-hmm. Right. And we, I mean, you would play through that was when there were four acts and you'd play through them three times. And well, I think one thing that the current setup now has is people expect that you should have an infinite amount of space. But one thing that I really liked about Path of Exile before all of this, and don't get me wrong, I have every stash tab that exists as well. But one thing I quite liked about the old mentality was you don't keep everything. And part of the difficulty of the game is this harshness of every aspect, right? Like it's a harsh leveling system. Oh shoot, I don't know where to go on the tree and I really want to spend these points because I'm weak, but I refund points i'm not getting very much and i really don't want to make a wrong choice like leveling is tough deciding which weapon to use over the other is really tough and what what gear should i vendor because i don't have the stash tab space is a part of that difficulty and i really like i think what they give is fantastic i've heard some people say that maybe you should have a stash tab as part like don't sell it have it as part of the free one of the four free stash tabs Oh, sorry. Yes, I am. The currency stash tab. And I don't know. Like, I think, like, look at how much these tabs, these stash tabs cost, right? The currency stash tab, not on sale in our currency. Anyway, it costs $7.50. You look at footprints and they're $15. Right. Like the things that are beneficial to your quality of life are a lot cheaper than the things that are completely pointless. Like one of the auras that I want, I, I wanted to bring up an MTX. I don't know if we'll get to it this this podcast, but the, what's it called? The Wrangler set, I think it is. I think it's like 36 bucks for the set. Yeah. And the stash tab, $7. Yeah. But the currency stash tab is $7. Like I, I think, I personally think that this is one of the most generous free-to-play games. And I think if you want a game to be 100% free, you have to make tough choices with your inventory i think it's very generous yep in the end i think you're just being a whiner if that's what you're gonna find to complain about Uh, i like it's it's, it depends what games you come from but free free is free and more than one stash tab i think is being quite considerate and we have four but that's just us two right there's millions of people that play this game and there's a lot of people that agree with the individual that wrote as well so probably not i think we speak for the masses here (laughs) <laughs> spend sure. spend a couple bucks get get a couple tabs all right okay so you started talking about some mtx that that you like so what are you talking about 
the Wrangler set. So we were we were at uh, we were at the grocery store, and uh, you were supposed to be listening to me as I'm following you around the grocery store while you're doing important life things. And I'm talking about what MTX I should buy on this huge MTX. I th- what was it? Hold I on, hold it on, like- hold on, hold on. I want everybody who's listening to understand that this is what I have to deal with. I'm in a grocery store with other human beings all around me, and including me. Vi- uh, okay, but. <laughs> not quietly we're talking path of exile now there was an mtx sale just after christmas and i was on a time limit that mtx sale ended at like 7 or 8 p.m our time and we're shopping at around 6 p.m and i didn't have a cyclone mtx yet for my rf build so you hush your mush i'm and just calm saying your tits. when you are standing waiting to order meat at the meat section of a grocery store <laughs> and the person beside you just wants to talk path of exile it gets a little awkward well, let's on. just say that I had some important things to discuss and you weren't listening. So now I have to bore everybody else on this podcast just so I can get your attention. All right, let's go. So for I'm it. having trouble deciding which MTX to buy for Cyclone, right? For my RF build. And I had two options. Both of them are blue, but there's an eight buck difference. Now, none of them are actually blue. One is blue with like some purple, and then another one's blue with some white. I don't want blue with white and I don't want blue with purple. So, so it, uh, it was a really tough choice because the one that was more expensive, $8 difference. Anyway, I bought the cheaper one and guess what? There's no purple. It's all blue. So what's your problem? Well, then I had a problem. Now I didn't. And thanks for your help, by the way. You're a great listener. I feel so like I probably I just said buy the cheaper choosing. one and leave me alone. You would never say buy the cheaper one. That's true. But you would say leave me I alone. I would say leave you alone. Leave me alone. So anyway... I want people, I want people's opinions because I think apparently this set, I I checked it out and I heard some people that really didn't like it. I don't know why it has some, a sweet ore that matches the saw blade cyclone, the Wrangler armor set. I'd like us to put this into the uh, podcast notes here because I really like the Wrangler set and it's probably going to be the last armor set I buy for a long time, but I think it matches everything and i think it's fantastic i'm curious what you think do you know what it looks like i do yeah i I think i have it i'd have to double check but of course you have it why do you not have it because it costs money (laughs) it's like 36 bucks oh but you just go wait till it goes on sale yeah yeah i mean i definitely will but anyway i want to know if people like the wrangler set to me i think it's awesome to me it looks like with the exception of the skull and the dreads which looks like dark souls 2 i thought like the set looked almost like original fallout stuff you know what i mean just kind of you like the saw blade look to cyclone it was one of my it, it was only one of my looks favorite. good it only looks good with a big aoe yeah it, it i and i don't have a big aoe with with cyclone but it does look really cool if you have a ginormous AOE. I don't think it does very much for me when it's small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, I just wanted to bore you a little bit because you refused to listen to me at the grocery store. Thanks for your time. Now you have my answer. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So you know that thingy that failed when people wanted to trade in their transactions or trade in their MTX, their duplicates, and they uh, GGG kind of bombed how it went about? Yes. For those that don't know, um, there was a time not that long ago where a lot of people that spend a lot of money on MTXs and mystery boxes and things like that have a lot of duplicate MTX. And so GGG came up with a method that they could attempt to get another one at whatever discounted price. So what you would have to do, I believe it was, and correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, you would have to buy this transaction box from the store. It would cost money, like $3. And then you'd get to throw in a few MTX and then you'd get a random one back. And for a lot of different reasons... It, it failed, it had a huge rejection uh, through the PoE community, and GGG actually removed it very shortly after implementing it. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the idea. I think we've mentioned it briefly in one of our previous episodes, and I really liked the idea, but not paying money every time you wanted to attempt at getting a new MTX. And so what I was thinking was that, you know how with the music that they the the music thing that you have for your hideout now where you can pick different songs from the soundtrack of the game and that can be your theme that's playing sure in the background for your hideout all it does is i think it costs five bucks right and then you can choose out of like one two hundred different sound effect or sound tracks it's it's awesome i think that's what they should do with the mtx trader 
sure make it cost like a cheap amount five dollars but then it's just something that you have that you can use an infinite amount of times bring it back make it cost three dollars or five dollars but then you have it permanently and you can do whatever degrading system they have to make sure that you're not ripping them off in transaction funds but pay the five dollars you permanently have that box that lets you trade and then it comes back the one of the biggest problems though with that trade box besides the fact that it was really poorly implemented was the fact that you could trade and get the exact same mtx back well yeah but i mean you fix that right you you come up with trade rules that are coded into it so that it's not going to infuriate your fans and your player base but at least that would be a way that they could implement you actually paying for the product in a small amount, but then it has a value to the player once it's been purchased. Mm. Anyway, I just thought of that when, when the music thing came out and was available a month or two ago, uh, I thought, or maybe, maybe it was like four months ago now, but the first thing I thought of was that MTX trading system that it would be perfect for. I like the music thing. I'm not a fan of the trading thing at all. Not necessarily your your suggestion. I just don't like, I don't like the method that they look that they looked at to how to deal with MTX. Oh, but we've talked about this before. My it doesn't matter what in the end what they do. I just don't like the way that they tried to do it. Okay, so I have we talked just briefly about this the other day when you and I were chatting. It's what it's actually kind of comes around the hideout conversation. I wish. One thing that I've really gotten a little bit irritated with is I love the new master missions, obviously, since they made that change. I love that you don't oh, have the to stacking is awesome. Stacking. Yep. Master I love all missions. that stuff. I don't want to go talk to those masters, though, to load a map. I really wish that somehow within the map itself, you know, when I'm when I put a map into the device, I wish there was something that I could just from like along the the, the side of it or something I could select. I want to do Xana's mission for this one. I want to do, you know, I want to pick which master I want to do because what it's for me, what I'm finding is the design of your hideout kind of takes a bit of a hit because you can't do the map very quickly. If you, if you want to have like some intricate, cool design to your hideout, you're running, you could be running to a completely opposite corner to go and find Alva. Oh, what you're saying is now you have to like basically all of your, npcs are hovered around your right your atlas device. they're just sitting now for me right beside my map device and i don't like it i i would rather actually have you know some function or design to them so i wish that there was some way to actually select which master mission i wanted to do from the map device instead of making me go talk to them i love how everything else works i love that i can hit g i can see how many i have for each you know tier of maps and and i love that part of it but i wish there was some way to select it directly from the map device versus going to talk to Xana, telling her to load up a map and then running all the way back to my device. Mm. Anyway, that's just me. That's something I yeah, want. It, I could definitely see it. It's, uh, that's how I've had to do it as well. All my masters, I've had to design my entire hideout around just being in a small little section. So it'd be nice if they change it. Would you be fine with a busier screen, like a busier HUD? That's something that a lot of POE players complain about, right? With the HUD just getting busier and busier with options. I, I think I'd be fine with maybe another drop-down menu. You know where Xana's mods are listed. If you had just a secondary drop-down menu that was the same length and width and it just showed you which master had how many of which tier. I don't even need to see how many have of each tier. Keep that in the G menu in the Atlas, but make it so that when I go to the map device and put my map in, just like along the left, I get a freaking checkmark box. Like for which master's name it is, I put a check mark in that box. I mean, the game, if you go to Xana and try to load up a Xana mission for, you know, a tier that you don't have, it just it tells you, you can't do this. It doesn't have, you know, you don't have a, an existing available master mission for this tier. They can do the same thing. Like I, I, I understand the whole idea of, I don't know, immersive or whatever that crap is about, you know, trying to make it so you go and talk to the person. But to me, it kind of kills the hideout design and vibe because, and it, it's happened... I, I've noticed a lot as I've done, gotten back into trading again that a lot of bases, a lot of hideouts have masters just like, you know, in a line right at the map device. So, yeah. Anyway, that's something I'd like to see. Oh, me too. Me too. I, I quite like the new hideout system, though. They've added a lot of really cool features to it. And so I think they've come a long way with it. But I do agree. The current master mission selecting system just kind of conflict with creativity for sure. Speaking of creativity, though, you know that skill chain hook? 
that I've, I don't think I've ever seen anybody use. I don't think I've, I don't, I, I haven't looked it up, but I'm curious how many people actually use chain hook. Anyway, I would love chain hook if it brought enemies to me. Like Scorpion, you know, from Mortal Kombat, get over here. I would love it if chain hook, instead of moving me, moved the enemy. How, what? Like just one single enemy? It moves one well, single yeah, or however many it hit, right? Yeah, I mean, to like greater multiple projectiles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Use GMP and LMP with it. I don't know. Maybe like maybe have it coupled with stun. So if you would actually stun the enemy, then it would bring them back to you. Is there a limit to weight? Oh, I don't know. It's just an idea. How are you I don't Katava use chain hook. To you? <laughs> I don't use chain hook because it moves me way too much too fast. And sometimes I'm trying to. Hit, I would hit like when I was playing around with the skill to see if I would like it. I would try and click on an enemy, and especially on console when you're just using an analog stick and you can't do specific clicking, you're going to the wrong person. And uh, so, unless you're, I, I don't know. I just thought it would be cool. I, I know that there's a lot of red flags that would happen with how you would have to work around it, but I would like chain hook better if it brought enemies to me. Yeah. I'm, good talk I, i'm good gonna have talk. to disagree you could use those gloves i talked about in the last i think it was the last episode that knockback pulls towards you yeah 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 just do that i, I want to see i want to see you pull katava to yourself that's ridiculous <laughs> well come on i mean there's some okay come on just, it would be kind of funny to see him get yanked out of that hole okay well how <laughs> many people have you seen use chain hook i don't watch very many people play so i have no idea I feel oh, like how many you can people look are like, hey, look, I'm, I'm looking for a sweet chain hook build. Uh, you know what, though? Point me to a guide. I will say, I feel like there was notes in the past about some chain hook issues and people talking about struggling with some issues that chain hook was having and some patch notes that, that were around it. So I assume some people. You're making it up. Maybe when it was brand new. You're a liar. So. Okay, so to, to sort of towards the end of this episode, because we're kind of getting towards the end of it now, they, they one of the other things they dropped was their development plan for 2020. We had a, I actually really liked it. We had an episode early on where we kind of looked back at what their development plan was for 2019 and sort of looked at it at the end of the year. How did it go? Did they kind of match the stuff that they, you know, said that they were hoping for? So uh, the development plan for 2020 came out. There was some stuff in there. Mainly they talked about the fact that uh, there's going to be 3.10.11.12 and 0.13 that are still going to come before Path of Exile 2 comes out. And for those that aren't familiar with GGG's structure, every league is roughly three weeks. They did mention within this this little development plan here that a couple of those are going to be maybe a couple weeks earlier, a couple weeks late, just so that timing's nice. But this does basically mean for four leagues, that's three months apiece on average. And so you're looking at at least a year. Right. And I, it, the, I found it a little bit funny when they talked about the timing because I just thought, oh, I, I thought of you instantly. Because I was really hoping that Path of Exile 2 would come out at Christmas. <laughs> Just before the skeleton yeah. crew takes over? Right before over. their skeleton crew. That was what I was really hoping for. So I, I read through the rest <laughs> of the development plan for 2020. It To me, reading it is not nearly as exciting as uh, 2019's was. But I think that's kind of fair. I mean, 2019 held ExileCon, which was ginormous, yeah. right? And so that yeah. kind of supersedes a lot of stuff. And 2020... Uh, I guess the problem is if the game's not coming out in 2020, you can't really say, or sorry, if POE 2 is not coming out in 2020, you can't really say that it's part of the development plan for 2020. They talked about that there's going to be a lot of work into it and they're still putting, but it it's not coming out 2020 for sure. Based on, based on that many more leagues, there's no way this is coming out in 2020. So I feel like... They said that they would expect a public beta would be late 2020. Some, somewhere around E3, they said they were going to have some... Some more news or uh, some they would more something. They would show some significantly new content and features. Right. Maybe around E3. Uh, it, uh, the, the, it was cool to read the development plan for 2020, but I it made me laugh a little bit because obviously when we're still doing this at the end of this year and we do our recap of the 2020 year and, you know, did they meet their goals? I don't think it's going to be hard to meet. <laughs> no, no, but I'm very excited for it. I mean, think about how much POE2 is in development now, how public it is, um, all the new features that, I mean, think about this. They they said right here that they're hoping to show some significantly new content and features in the middle of the year, maybe around E3. Wouldn't that be awesome if they had a setup for E3? Oh, that'd be awesome. Showing a video and everything. 
But anyway, I mean, basically these next four leagues are touch-up leagues, right? Mm-hmm. And how awesome is that? Like, you're sure you're coming out with new content. A couple of they might have one or two big expansions, but this is all POE two stuff now that you're heading down towards. And you're not, you don't. Now that they've revamped melee, they've revamped minions, they've revamped spells, they've revamped bows. They might touch bows again, but now that they've revamped it all, and now they're they said they're progressively revamping bosses and monsters. Like it, that's the whole game. Right, so now it's just touch-ups. It's perfect balances, and then boom, POE two. I'm I'm excited. I think this is going to be a great year. Those four, those four uh, leagues, those still have to be. There's got to be something to them. I mean, you you can't just. Oh, of course. They of can't course. be just like simple, boring somethings. Not that I want some craziness like some of the past leagues, but I'm curious to you see know, what though, they do. There's been so many people have their own personal things, right? Like I, I loved zombies and for a long time, they just weren't relevant, right? People have their own niches in the game that they just focus on and really want to improve. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard people that are like just dreaming for a nothing league, like call it, we're touching up the game league. And I think, he, I mean, sure, their numbers would probably go down from their back end, but I hear a lot of people just, they just want, a nothing league so that they can focus on a huge backlog of issues. And uh, I don't, I don't know. I think POE is big enough that if they took one league that just made it small, like if they did a metamorph without the new Atlas type of thing and just could focus on a ton of backend stuff, I think that'd be awesome. You can't do a nothing league. <laughs> they had a legacy league last year, the year before, but there's, that's still something. It, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like it was, but it's just something where they're taking, they're regurgitating old content for the sake of catching up on a backlog. I mean, maybe that's not what that league was, but I don't know. I think it'd be, I would hope that they're probably not going to be, but I would hope that one of those is going to be like that. Maybe like 3.12. Yeah, I think, I think as a standard console player, your opinion should hopefully be taken very small. Because you're not even playing. Are you, are you playing league right now? Friends no. off. <laughs> you have been unfriended. I don't know what other. I'm not on social media, so I don't know. I am thumbs downing you. I am unfriending you. I'm unfollowing you. I have turned off notifications. I can I can shop at grocery stores now in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I will have more MTX discussions to have with you. I can't wait. All right, well, I think that pretty much wraps up episode nine of Forever Exiled, a Path of Exile podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We will see you next time on episode 10. I am, again, one of your hosts, Justin, a.k.a. Tags. And I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. Thanks for listening, and you better be listening to episode 10. Otherwise, be sure to check out the show notes below. For more information about today's episode, you can find us online at www.foreverexiled.com and on the Twitterverse at foreverexiled82. Ah.